tonight on Rogue Padron. Our yeah. episode. Interrupter. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we switching all roles tonight, huh? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. Ask Danny what he's doing. It's Freaky Friday on Rogue Padron. Or should I say Freaky Friday on Rogue Padron? <laughs> 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 it's not even Halloween. What are we doing? <laughs> that was a horse sound, Heath. <laughs> what? Not a goat. <laughs> oh, that was a really bad <laughs> horse, Danny. <laughs> and you did a really terrible job interrupting Meg, so you know what? Maybe we should just all play ourselves. <laughs> all right. Meg's leading this episode. Cool. <laughs> Tonight on Rogue Quadrant, our episode 9, Hopes and Dreams... Is Raylo Endgame? And what background character will receive a toy only to be cut by J.J. Abrams this time around? That sentence sure could have gone a lot of different ways. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Kept you on the edge of your seat there. Yes. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. Yeah, you guys gotta get weird with this one. So many balls. (laughs) (laughs) That was so (laughs) Bodhi. Excuse me, that's Brigadier General Melbar. There's there's two Darth Vaders. They they kind of swap in and out as Natalie Portman and Anakin Skywalker. Pepperoncini. That's what she said. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Season 12, Mission 2, slash Episode 96 of <laughs> Rogue Quadrant. Hey, you know what? 96 is backwards. I sure do. <laughs> it's 69. Nice. Maybe maybe we after we get past Episode 100, we should start using like Greek letters to number these. <laughs> oh, God. Just to really mess with people. Episode Alpha. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Roman numerals mixed with like letters. <laughs> We're going to create our own language just to number our episodes. I feel like we kind of already have. (laughs) We sure have done a lot of stuff. Um, So, (laughs) Well summarized. Way to really summarize the last 96 episodes of Rogue Quadrant. We've done a lot of stuff. (laughs) Tonight, we'll be talking about episode 9, what... If we know anything about episode nine, but more what we hope for episode nine. But before that, a quick reminder of your hosts. If Danny Rogue Six was a franchise reboot, he would be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they it seemed like a, a kind of a bad idea at first, but they were actually a really good movie. <laughs> wow. Okay, can I tell you a story? So in my improv class most recently, we were doing um, we were doing like two person scenes, but you weren't allowed to say any words. You're just acting it out. And Uh and uh, my scene partner started acting out that she was in a sewer and like opening up a box of pizza. But me having never really watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had no idea what was going on. (laughs) 
And so once we started speaking in this scene, I was just like, yeah, we're two guys hanging out in a sewer eating pizza. And she kept referencing like our shells. And I was like, what is going on? Why do we have shells? (laughs) I am so glad I picked this. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, boy. Seth, Rogue Seven, would be Battlestar Galactica because sexy robots getting rid of all the humans. Yep. And gender swapping main characters to ladies. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Also, yeah. it has one of my favorite pairings of all time in it, so I'm very happy with this. What's your favorite pairing? Uh, Rosalind and Adama. I love them so yeah. much. Yeah. I yeah. love them. They're like the the peak of what I want out of my pairings. It's them. I like it. I've never seen it. I should watch that. It's it's. It's slow to get into, but it is real good. Season three so is good. real rough to get through. Yeah. Yeah, I struggled. I really struggled. Just like Rogue Padron. <laughs> season Wait, three season is rough three to get through. We keep coming up with new slogans tonight. <laughs> Rogue Padron. Season three is real hard to get through. Actually, three is one of our better ones, I think. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Season 10 is the one that's tough to get through. <laughs> season 10 is real tough. It was uh, tough to get through. Heath, Rogue Three would be the office because remember we stole it from the uk because it's a meme machine and sometimes you gotta skip the really cringy part (laughs) 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 and i'm meg rogue leader and i would be ducktales woohoo because at first we were worried it wouldn't be as good as you remember but it's actually doing its best and a good job it's really cute it is it's really cute also, I just want to say, if you hear any screaming in the background, um, my flatmate is killing zombies in a video game. So, like, just just ignore those. If you hear any zombies, in finger quotes, in a video yeah. game, finger quotes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I swear that's what it is. It's you fine. really gave us too much information. You should have really just cut it off at, like, if you hear screaming in the background, don't worry about it. If you're screaming, it's fine. Don't worry. It's if you hear screaming in the background, in the background it's the murders. <laughs> And that's when the murders began. As long as I'm began. not screaming and I'm still talking, it's all good. Yeah. We're all right. Okay. It's not... <laughs> okay. Never mind. So speaking of screaming, um, <laughs> we have a really fun and cool announcement. And that is Rogue Podron will be on the podcast stage at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. And, and not just like, not just like we're going to go stand up there in our free time. <laughs> like they've officially sanctioned this to happen. We are we going to selected. record an episode of Rogue Podron. And they selected us based off an application that we finished like at 11.30 p.m. the night it was due. (laughs) Meg, TMI, TMI. (laughs) What if they listen to this episode? (laughs) It was about the application. It's fine. And we probably submitted a courtship of Princess Podrid, and that's not what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the first time we've called it that, though. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, somehow, they're still like, hey, it would be really great if these fools did a podcast <laughs> at celebration and so, we're, so do it. <laughs> we're doing it we do not have information on the day and time yet but of course as soon as we know y'all will know it'll and be at 69 o'clock previously 69 o'clock on april 20th <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe they're letting us do this like oh, seriously they rejected us last year but it's happening <laughs> I guess that's just because we got better. 
really I don't. Hope we just that later and like covering our tracks. I I really have noticed that I think it's harder for like first year podcasts to get in because back then it was I don't know a year and a half in right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we were so, still pretty new, and we have a lot yeah, more people listening now. Recognize. We do. Think it's about time. how many Star Wars podcasts have come into existence since Rogue Pod started. So many. Like and it was literally awesome. thousands, probably. <laughs> yeah. And how yep. many ceased to exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We should have a we should have one of those in memoriam <laughs> segments oh my God. Yeah. on the stage. <laughs> Part of our live show. Okay. Done. <laughs> we'll do Rebel Force Radio. I don't even know if they still exist, but we can pretend they don't. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Shady. <laughs> they don't on Twitter, so they don't exist. That's how it works. And for their like date that they ended, we'll put like 2015. <laughs> wow, he's sassy today. <laughs> well, speaking of sass, I have a question about Star Wars. Yes. What should we do on the Star Wars celebration stage in Chicago? Dramatic reading. Definitely dramatic readings. Um, there will be some form of glistening that will happen. <laughs> Go on. Something or someone in that stage is going to be glistening. Mayhaps both. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, we will be doing a listener question as well. So be prepared for some audience participation. <laughs> Did I, was there like a planning meeting that I missed? There, we've talked about it, Daniel. <laughs> we've, we've talked about this multiple times. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you agreed to just plan all of it at the last. <laughs> I did not agree to that. <laughs> no, Danny did. I'm surprised he doesn't remember these meetings. But I'm definitely here for dramatic reading. Hopefully, we'll have some new Rogue Pod T-shirts to wear by then. Yeah, looks Wait, was that directly really? towards California. If any, that really your Star Wars question. If yeah. any of our listeners, <laughs> if any of our listeners happen to play saxophone and want to bring it, want to bring it with them to Chicago. Let us know. Mm. We might need your assistance. If you know how to play the saxophone but don't want to bring yours and know where we could rent one in Chicago. Also that. Let us know. I can, like, stand there and pretend to be a saxophone. (laughs) Can you just say pretend to play a saxophone? Yep, that checks out. Oh, my God, yes. So Stafford's going to do the whole live show in character as a saxophone. (laughs) You don't want me to commit to that. I don't want you to do that at all, actually. Um, eggplant emoji cosplay? Yeah, encouraged. Yes. Dors- Dorset Canair cosplay? Listen, that might actually happen. Um, Ho-Hoss cosplay, please. If someone brings a horse mask, I will wear it for at least five minutes on that stage. You heard it here first. It's on the tapes. Yep. Extra points if you bring a real horse. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh I will not wear that for the record. No, you don't need to wear You heard it. it here first. We are promising that we will have Panera delivered to everyone at the podcast stage by horse. <laughs> by, oh my god. That would, be, that would be just the most on-brand thing ever. If I was extremely rich, I would do that. <laughs> Extra pepperoncinis on every sandwich. <laughs> but... But, like, really, if you want to bring us Panera, we're not going to say no to that. 
I will no. never say no to food unless it's mushrooms. Then I will tell you to get out. Or a horse. We won't say that no to that either. <laughs> no, bring the horse, please. Yeah, please bring the horse. <laughs> uh, speaking of horses. Uh. Uh. <laughs> I, I don't know. Isn't that how Meg usually transitions? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a little smoother, but this is your first time. I mean, speaking <laughs> of screaming, said. wasn't the smoothest. I mean, actually, it, it was. was. We were screaming about this like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're doing great, Heath. Keep going. No, I quit. It's over. <laughs> no, you got this, buddy. Nope. I'm I'm over one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not so... true. You've led a couple episodes before. Yeah, I'd back be, when I'd we read the Poe Dameron, remember yeah. the Poe Dameron comics? Yeah, no, the, the egg. <laughs> I All remember the egg. Was literally, there was like an egg, and we didn't know what was inside of it. That's yeah, I literally did. only remember the egg. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> I remember there was an egg, and we were trying to figure out what was inside. I don't. Yeah, that, and the egg was full of eggs that were either Ray or Tiny M's rays, and like that was it. Because I wanted to say eggs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right. Meg, do you want, are, are we, like, explaining, like, why I'm doing this tonight, or I'm just going for it? I mean, you can just go for it. Great. We kind of, I mean, we kind of talked about, so, in New Rogue Pod, listeners. Which is what this is now. Are, <laughs> what this is now. <laughs> That's where we are, right? You now. can tell, it's, it's so very, very different from old Rogue Pod. <laughs> mm-hmm. We will be taking turns doing, like, leading the episode and doing the show notes and coming up with topics for discussion. So last week, it was very familiar, and I led the episode because it was our first episode, uh, our first, like, official episode of season 12 and with the new format. But from now on, it'll be passed between the rest of the rogues, and this is actually Heath's first episode. Baby's first. Baby's first. I'm recording it. Well, Daddy's recording it. But... Meg took a picture of me in my outfit waiting for us to start recording. Uh-huh. <laughs> with so your bad. backpack at the side of the road waiting for the yeah. bus. <laughs> yeah. When I get home, she's going to say, how was your day? Oh, I'm going to make you a snack. But yeah. imagine little Heath's little Zubio backpack. Uh, oh, I want one. <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's do this. <laughs> So as you all know, the episode films are my favorite part of Star Wars. I love the Skywalker saga storyline. Um, it's what got me into the franchise to begin with and what's kept me obsessed for more than two decades now. Um, so this December, that storyline comes to a close with episode uh, nine. I know. Does it? Um, does it, though? It probably does. Do we really it think does. there's not going to be an episode 10 someday? No, I feel I- like it's going to be dot, dot, dot. For yeah. now. I think there will be an episode 10, but I think it will be episode 10 in that it's like a here's what happens after episode 9, but like it's not like a Skywalker saga, which like I'll get to in a bit when we talk about Kylo's fate. Okay. But I think like Skywalker's will be done. Finally. So that like an episode 10 could exist, but still not be part of that storyline. What if the title of episode 9 was The Last Skywalker? I hate it. I'd be pissed. <laughs> it's so dumb. Especially after The Last Jedi. Okay, fine. The final Skywalker. <laughs> okay, Mr. Thesaurus over here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I would kind of like it if the last one hadn't been called The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, tonight I want us to take a kind of like 3,000 foot view of the movie, make some predictions, demand our 
most adamant headcanons and speculate wildly. Um, let's start with time jump. Force Awakens to Last Jedi was essentially like a few hours of a time jump. Didn't like it. No, mm, no. Weird. Everybody needs a nap. Um, I need a nap. Right? And we've heard now that episode nine will pick up a year after The Last Jedi. What do we all think of this time jump? Is it too short, too long, just right? I was hoping for a longer time jump, personally. Yeah, me too. And story reasons, just because, like, I want to know, I I want the Resistance to have more time to kind of build up. But Mm -hmm. also, like, honestly, my main reason is totally selfish. And it's that because I'm sure there'll be an episode 10 someday, there is no way that any Star Wars storyteller is going to be allowed to tell a story chronologically after episode 9, after episode 9 has come Uh, out. Which means that the only time that we have for sequel stories is between episode 8 and episode 9. And and we've kind of seen... We've kind of seen... what Ryan Johnson's doing. That's true. Uh, Maybe maybe he is doing, like, an episode 10, but it's... I mean, I have been saying for ages that I want him to do, like, a far future Star Wars. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's going to happen at all, but that's what I would like. That would be so awesome. I think it's entirely possible that, like, the EU will pick up kind of similarly to the old EU after episode 10 is out, episode 9, rather, where, like, they'll have a particular part of the future they'll cut off so that nobody can use it. Well, I um, guess. But then, like, there's still be stuff coming out after, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I never thought I about think, that. I think that's difficult because, like, we're so used to Legends because it does pick up, like, immediately after Return of the Jedi, but then does fill you in for the next 25 years. And so, like, there wasn't an area of time that, like, really was off limits in those. And it kind of progressed to be, like, later and later in the time zone. And so, like, I'm totally with you, Danny, that, like, now. I would be worried that, like, we wouldn't get, depending on what their plans are for any storytelling in the future about, like, the characters that we know, um, as far as, like, the movies go, if there's going to be a movie about, like, Finn or Ray or, right. you know, a 10, 11, 12, that they couldn't do really anything with that, like, immediately after episode nine. I just feel like now that we're in this era of, like, so much Star Wars movies to be made in the future, like... There is no way they wouldn't capitalize on Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Adam Driver again in the future if they can, which means that there's Mm going to be stories about them, which makes me think that like in the interim, they would be very just kind of based on how they've been telling stories up to this point. Like they've been very, very, very um, beholden to like let the movies tell the major storyline first and other stories like fill in ancillary material. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like there are still stories you could tell what the main characters like post episode nine that won't be like so big that they can't do other stuff with them later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I don't know. We'll find out eventually. Yeah. Um, I think, personally, I kind of like the year time jump because I don't want the main characters to get too old. Like, I like the idea of these young, millennial, mm-hmm. basically, basically characters, like, <laughs> saving the galaxy. Um, and I want that to, like, continue. I don't want them to, like, be proper adults because then I will feel worse about myself if they are older than me. Yeah. And they, they save the world. And I'm like, I haven't done anything with my life. And Daisy Ridley has saved the world. <laughs> Seth, <laughs> you have the. I yeah. like that seems so, so backwards. So many things to I'm point out. Old. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm thirty-one and haven't saved the world. Like I'm thirty-one and hasn't done shit. Like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I just want them to be younger than me, like or just like young-ish. Because even then, like Star Wars is quite a big thing for like younger people, like kids and teens and stuff like that. Like that was when I really got into it. Was when I was late teens and uni um and like having these younger characters to kind of associate with was really good for me and i kind of don't want that to be taken out of star wars um for the sake of a time jump 
But at the same time, maybe it could just be one of those weird time jumps like in Empire where you just don't know how long it's taken, really. And it could have been a year or it could have been a few months. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, my whole thing with the time jump, I feel like having a longer time jump allows you to, like, develop a story that's not just, like, immediately reacting to what just happened. Um, I don't know. I feel like both the prequels and the original trilogy, like, yes, it's a continuing story, but there's a lot of, like, there were big gaps between the stories that I think just really helped with the story as a whole. And and now it feels like they're just, like, like, this movie came out, this movie is, like, immediately after, so it is, like, very urgently addressing everything that happened in the last movie. Um, And I feel like there's more, like, storytelling freedom if you go a little further out. Yeah, because, I mean, with the Resistance, how it is as we see it, a.k.a. 13 people on the Falcon. Right. um, Like, like, after a year, what, like, how... What, how can you, like, what can you do? Like, unless they have all this backstory of, like, oh, guess what? Actually, there were a bunch of people who came... Yeah. Yeah. And, like... I mean, you can do a lot in a year. You Mm. can, but, like, on the grand scale of, like, look at where the First Order is now. But also, we haven't accounted... do they want to give us a resistance that's built up or not? Like, what's the point to, like, right. even in, like, a year, maybe it won't be built up. And like, Yeah, but then I'm really curious on how, like, they will take on the First Order then, like, without Hosni and Prime, without, like, the Capitol and things like that. Like, how, how they guns to do it. <laughs> that's, like, that's what I want to see, though. I want to see this small group of, like, resistance people. All right. I mean, still I mean no matter this. what, it'll be a small group. Let's go to our next discussion topic, because that's what we're actually talking about here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, State of the Galaxy. Um, As of the end of The Last Jedi, the Resistance is not doing great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. They have have me and Nub. What what do they need? Not in great shape. (laughs) Um, They're down to a small band of fighters, all of whom can fit onto the Millennium Falcon, apparently. And... They're on the run from the wounded but still mighty First Order. So my question to you, which we've already been answering, what do you want to see the galaxy look like by the time we jump into Episode Nine, And how do you see the Resistance First Order dynamic playing out in the film? I realized I was muted. Um, one thing I really want to say is, like, Finn going back to the Stormtroopers. Yes. Um, like him and, like, leading a rebellion. Yes. Of yes. Because yes. a really good character arc for him, like, going from, like... They're running away to coming back and saving them. Um, I am so all in on the Stormtrooper Rebellion led by Finn. Uh, A lot of folks have been speculating about this, and oh, I want it. Yeah, Yeah, I've been wanting this for so long. And I feel like that would be also a good way to counter the fact that Resistance may still be small, is instead of, like, having to full-on fight, they have to find ways of, like, actually turning, like, finding ways of turning sympathizers to the Resistance away from the First Order, who've been basically brainwashed by the First Order. Um would be a good way to keep the theme of, like, uh, what's it? Redemption without redeeming Kylo Ren, potentially. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think, like, going back to this time jump thing, um, I wish that the time jump was bigger so that we could see, like, a mightier resistance. Because, like, yeah, there there are some things they could do story-wise to, like, be like, oh, yeah, just kidding, there are people around. Um, but it's not going to, like, I wanted to see, like, a big epic thing from the resistance and i just like don't see them mustering that within a year so here's the question though would they ever manage to muster that 
given the I mean, first order has completely well, destroyed everything further yeah. than the empire did and the resistance but, yeah. the rebellion took a long ass time to get together after the, the empire came in um so like i mean they would probably eventually but the time jump would possibly have to be like 20 years or something like it was for the rebellion um so i have a feeling the resistance is going to have to like no matter how far ahead it jumps like they're going to have to muster a very small force and take them down in a different way well, yeah. and I think, I mean, yeah. I think, I think the Stormtrooper Rebellion can tie into this. Like, I, th- I don't think, right. no matter how long the time is, we're not going to see a resistance that is the same level that the Rebellion is by the time of the Return of the Jedi. But I think what we'll, I mean, total speculation here, but what I can see happening is taking down the First Order from the inside. You've got, you know, potentially Finn going in and leading a Stormtrooper Rebellion. There, someone, Hux, either Hux or Kylo, <laughs> someone is like, either Kylo gets redeemed or Hux turns on Kylo. Like, there's, Hux there's turn, clearly dissent in the leadership. Yeah. One way or another, one of them is going to turn. Like, that's going to cause, like, chaos. So I think that we're, yeah. we're going to, because what we saw in the original trilogy is very classic. Like, the, the good guys take on the bad guys, they take them down. I think we'll see a different take on that in episode nine, where they kind of infiltrate from the inside and, it, and the first order almost crumbles in on itself. Yeah, I think just as far as space battles go, like that's where I want to see them at least have somewhat of a show of force, right? And like that's the thing, like we know that Snap um, is coming back and that like him and the rest of Black Squadron were like on this other mission. Mm-hmm. And so, and we know that Billy D is going to be in it. And so like I think there will be like a smaller force and if they're just taking on a dreadnought or whatever, then I think it'll be good for space battle wise. Like I would just really be disappointed if there isn't this epic space battle. Oh, this yeah. going the to end. be like JJ's totally gonna put one in. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they gotta know, take down Star Killer too. Rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even. If we end up with like something like a Stormtrooper Rebellion or like Rebellion from inside the ranks, potentially we'll even get like Star Destroyer versus Star Destroyer or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be cool. Oh my god. Yeah. That would be very cool. I I love that like Stormtrooper Rebellion like inside the ranks thing because like it hasn't been done. Yeah. It would be like a new story to tell, and that's exciting. Well, and that's the thing is that you have to think that there are more people like Finn. Yeah. Because these aren't people who signed up and enlisted right. or anything like that. There are pe- there are people taken from their homes as children and then brainwashed. But even then, Finn refers to Han Solo as the war as the like war hero, the rebellion general, and yeah. he doesn't think of him as like a war criminal, right? And so you have to wonder about the doctrine that they have had that he still holds Han Solo in regard, right? And then Finn cool spends the rest of his life trying to find the families no, that all the does. First Order soldiers were taken oh, yeah. from, and he like runs an orphanage for for First Order stormtroopers, and slowly one by one searches the galaxy to connect them all with their with their parents that they were removed from, and and that's that's Finn's that's that's Finn's legacy. That could be the book series after if, the movie. If if they want to reunite with their parents, they're also okay if they never have parents. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's entirely likely that they stole the babies and, like, destroyed the entire place that they Yeah, or that the parents gave them up because they are in really poor areas and they couldn't raise children. Okay, mm. Finn, Finn just becomes, like, the patriarch of this Stormtrooper-found family, and they all gather around a, a table for, like, 700 every year at Thanksgiving, and Finn cuts into the turkey, and they all hold hands and say that they're grateful for no longer being part of the First Order. It's yeah. a very big turkey. Yeah. It's a, it's a space, space turkey, turkey. Staff. <laughs> Space turkey and mashed potatoes. Spur- no. Sparkies are notoriously large. Uh, let's get into some characters, shall we? Whoop, whoop. 
All right, let's start with Ray. Um, she has closed the door quite literally on Kylo. She felt her mentor through the arguably, though he arguably didn't do much mentoring, pass through the Force, and he, she is holding the shards of a broken lightsaber. What is next for Ray in your Double-sided eye? lightsaber. Yep, Ray's going to build a new lightsaber. It's going to be double-sided, and it's going to be boss. What color? What color lightsaber do you want to see Ray have? Yellow or gold. Gold or green? Yeah. Or white. Danny? Uh, yeah, all of the above. Rainbow. Like- rainbow lightsaber. Oh, hell no. Double-bladed rainbow lightsaber. Double-bladed rainbow lightsaber all across the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> I'm going to make that video. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> uh, I want her to have a green one i think it's a good callback for luke if she does like if she ends up with a like a normal color lightsaber i hope it's green yeah mm-hmm. yeah because like we've seen her with the green with the blue one yeah but that was someone else's like the this other, has to be her. right and the other like classic like star wars jedi lightsaber color is green and it would be cool to see that again yeah but also something new could be fun maybe pink because she's a girl Oh, Danny. Uh, That's just a lighter red. That's a bad it's sign. Just a red. It is because like people Ray, and Ray yeah. is just a lighter Darth Maul, so it all checks out. <laughs> I mean, it is her father. <laughs> a lighter Darth Maul. <laughs> she is not more light. Oh, no, no, this Instead is Instead of horn, she has these little hair bones. It's not bigger Luke anymore. It's lighter. Slightly Maul. lighter Maul. <laughs> <laughs> He's just kind of best. In some shots, you can really tell. It's just slightly. <laughs> slightly oh, my lighter. oh my gosh. Um, do you think she's? Do you think she'll take up the Jedi moniker? So I wrote a fanfic about this. <laughs> nice. And that Ray doesn't necessarily want to, but Finn urges her to. Because names have meaning to them, and uh, for her to be a Jedi means a lot to a lot of other people, and it's it's like names are important because you know think about FN two one eight seven right he wasn't a person until he was Finn, and so I think he would be like no you have to you're a Jedi now like it means something to me and it means something to the rest of the galaxy. I like to think she will just kind of like spite Luke. Not in a bad way, but like in a way of like, she thinks that he wasn't doing Jedi right. Like she's this new kid who comes along and is like, nah, bro, you fucked it. Like this isn't good. Which he does realize later on. Um, And I think she might take it just as a like form of kind of of rebellion of like, this is what it should be. And if like, Mm -hmm. and if she's going to be like the person who kind of has to step forward and take that role, I think she will. Um, Because... It kind of seems like she's she's kind of ready to. Like, she was wearing a very Jedi-like outfit in that movie, and I wouldn't be surprised she gets a more Jedi kind of look in the next one. Um, I think she'll take it up just, like, because, yeah, she feels she kind of has to at this point, and also because she wants to prove Luke wrong, because <laughs> she seems like the kind of person to do that. And yeah. she wants to give a big middle finger to Kylo Ren. Yeah, exactly. Like, she would totally do it out of spite for Kylo as well. Yeah. I don't necessarily see her becoming, like, a Jedi teacher as, like, her destiny so much i feel like that was kind of luke's luke Luke kind of reluctantly kind of was was thrust into this position and that that was maybe part of where things went wrong for him and i kind of want to think that ray will learn from that 
But at the same time, she's like the only Force user in the galaxy who knows anything about the Jedi. Like she's gonna have to do some teaching. But yeah. but as far as like the long term end game for her, I don't know if I see it as like the running Luke's Jedi Academy 2.0. Oh, absolutely not. No, I think like her kind of future seems more like she kind of seems to feel that the Jedi just more come naturally, I guess. Like she's like you have a sense of good and right and that makes you a Jedi kind of idea. And I think she might just like afterwards just, you know, go around like meeting people like that and not necessarily like forming them into any group or like yeah. actual institution, but like being like, yeah, you're a Jedi. You're doing good. We're doing good. We're going to do this. Yeah. She is all about like community and, and having a place of belonging. So yeah, maybe she's more like a recruitment person. Yeah. yeah because there are, there are different ways to nurture people. That doesn't mean that you have to know how to use the force in order to yeah. teach someone else how to use their gifts. Right. I kind of hope she does because I kind of like this idea of Jedi just meaning like the good guys and it just means different things at different points in time in the galaxy. Yeah. Because um, like, I don't know, this sounds might sound gross, but like just thinking like from a like branding marketing perspective for like Lucasfilm, like you can't like people just know what a Jedi is. And the idea of, of a Jedi still... is still a good, strong idea. Yeah. Even if like the actual like attempts at formalizing it in the movies have failed because right. people have misunderstood the idea of it. I think if Ray, cause yeah, from a branding perspective, they're not going to get rid of that term at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think for Ray, like it, it makes more sense for her to spread the idea of Jedi as good instead of like the idea of Jedi as an actual trained warrior. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hope she does. And it can just mean something different. And I mean, like when people see a, a hero with a lightsaber, they think it's a Jedi. And, like, having a, like, different name for it going forward would be kind of weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. I want to kind of go back to the meaning that I think, like, Luke associated it with at the start of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of sense of, like, they're just the heroes who do good. Instead mm-hmm. of, like, they were trained to uphold justice and whatever. Right. It's just the people are looking out for everybody else. Yeah. yeah. The good guys. Yeah. Uh, is she training anyone else, you think? Um, I think... I think inevitably, you know, she'll find someone that ends up being part of their family. Mm. And I Maybe feel like boy. Ugh, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it's him. They found him. I'm over it. Uh, I feel like she will be like a starting point for a lot of things. Um, and, you know, if if people come to her and need to find somewhere to go. She can point them in the right direction, but it it won't be that kind of like master and Padawan kind of feel. It'll just be that like, yeah, you have someone in your life and you take them under your wing and you just try to help them as best you can kind of feel. Yeah. And also like related to that, I think the end of the last Jedi wasn't really like, he says he's not the last Jedi, but you get the thing with the broom boy and yeah. I think the idea is that there are a lot of other kids like Ray out there who are kind of mm-hmm. also just following that path. Um, and so I think that will probably end up being what the Jedi is. So she probably won't end up, like you said, Meg. Like, she feels like she want her, like, family close to her too much to, like, go off and be a master to a Padawan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, let me talk about my fanfic again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's so, talk about mine. Yeah, so, I mean, but it's basically this. It's Ray and... Finn, Poe, and Rose, and whoever else are aboard this one ship, the Warm Sunlight, and like they just go around and help 
people on different planets and Ray likes to like go down and like be actually in the town and walk around and get the feel of it. And if she happens to find someone who needs them and like nowhere to go, she'll bring them back aboard the warm sunlight if they want to. Oh and my then... God, she's like Qui-Gon just constantly yeah. like pulling creatures and children towards her and being like, we must protect all of them. Yeah. Like you don't like have Finn comes home one day and she's just like buried under a blanket with a bunch of children. She's like, these are ours now. Yeah. And Finn's like, cool. Great. Because <laughs> in, you know, all of them have their family things and <laughs> they all like want all those babies to be okay. Oh, I want them. And, and if some of them stay with them, that's cool. If some are force sensitive, that's great. If some want to learn how to pilot from Poe, great. And if some have another place to go, they'll drop them off on the way. And it's just a place where Ray and everyone else can do good, but it's not necessarily like in the name of the resistance or in the name of the Jedi. It's just this yeah. is what they've devoted their lives to. Yeah. Uh, Danny, you said before something like, you just don't see her being like the trainer permanently. And I, I really hope like one of the new characters is force sensitive and can be that person or that somehow like the force ghosts can do it. Cause I think you're right. Like, I, I just, like <laughs> Oh my God. I just, oh my don't... God. Force ghost, Luke and Yoda. <laughs> right. Like, and like Shakti and Qui-Gon and like, so, like there's no reason. Yaddle. <laughs> like, why can't they do that? <laughs> it's like the professor from Hogwarts. There's one of the professors as a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> but just they're all. Um, but yeah, I can't I can't see Ray being like, Professor Ray over here. <laughs> Here's how yeah. to do the force. Yeah. And I think there's a difference. It's just, in, like, like not her personality. Like she's she's like a scavenger. That's just like that's like how we met her and it was, So it was, she's gonna spend her future scavenging her. new Jedi. I think oh there's a I think there's a, a distinct difference between mentorship and being a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she's gonna be a great mentor. And she's gonna have I to think... teach some people inevitably. But maybe it'll it be It won't be in that kind of structured kind of way. Yeah. As much as I hate the reference, I think she'll kind of be similar to Ahsoka in the way that she'll like just wander around like <laughs> Be like Gandalf, just wander around, help people when they need it, and mentor yeah, them sometimes, exactly. and then just like wander off to go save the next people. She's gonna be running more of like the Montessori school of Jedi academies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she's gonna go back to Luke's island and do it with the caretakers. Well, because you have to. No, she's not allowed back on that island. <laughs> yeah, <either>. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she's been boned. She's already ruined their bone market. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> You know those posters in stores when someone has shoplifted that it's like, don't yeah. let this person back in here. <laughs> there are posters of Ray all over that island. <laughs> like, keep an eye out for this one. We don't she need her bones. She's wanted at the bone market. <laughs> uh, does, she, does Ray go back to Jakku? Ugh. I hope not. So I was thinking about this and how like part part of the hero's journey is like going back to where he came from, right? So, like, if, if if Rey is the hero whose journey that is, I don't know, it would make sense for her to go back to Jakku, but I'm also like, what, why? What would she do there? But then again, no one, no one had any reason to understand, or to I guess that Luke would go back right. to Jabba the Hutt and free Han. So, um, oh, yes, yeah. Saf, Luke goes back right. to Tatooine. I totally <laughs> forgot the entirety of the Jedi, apparently. <laughs> like, it's the first third of my <laughs> Yep, I... <laughs> I was born here. You're going to die here, you know? Um so I almost feel like yeah, this this part of the there that could be important to the story. 
Right. So there's that. But I also, I, I was thinking more how, like, I, again, I want to see this with Finn. And, like, if Finn went back to the First Order and did a, a Stormtrooper uprising, that would kind of be the same idea where he's going back to where he came from. And yeah. so I, I don't I feel, feel like it would make more sense with Finn. I, I mean, don't as as much potential as it would lead to for like Zuvio to have a bigger role. Like I don't need Ray <laughs> to go back to Jakku and punch Unkar Plutt in the face. I don't <laughs> want Ray to go back because she was trapped there for so long. She didn't yeah want right. to be there, and it wasn't her home. Right. Um, right. I feel like her going back isn't the same as like you know Luke going back to Tatooine. Right. Yeah, also, like, Jakku's boring. Don't take it, us back there. Like, there's no crime lords on Jakku. It's nice that she's not there anymore, and we, yeah. could, we should, like, let her have that. Yeah, right. Cool. All right, let's move, let's move on to Kylo. Uh, he's the bad boy everybody loves to love for some uh... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody? Uh... Girl! Just, a lot of how, just like a fair content warning right off the bat, we are not a Kylo-friendly podcast, so let's just get that out there. Like, for the record, I love his character, but I hate him as a human. Right, like, I think his character is very well done. Yeah. But he's the fucking worst. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. His character is very well done, but when it comes to people standing him, insert him? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he, for some reason, has killed his mentor and assumed his place as Supreme Leader of the First Order. He had a super dramatic and super embarrassing moment in front of all of his co-workers when he screamed at and tried to kill a hologram. (laughs) 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 Like, honestly, like, can can you imagine being, like, a First Order, like, Uh. person driving one of those vehicles or something and you see that happen it's like wait there was there was a point where we were someone on twitter was talking about how they want or what what stories we want to see from the last jedi version of the from a certain point of view book and someone mentioned how they would want to write the story of the guy driving the ad at in that moment yeah (laughs) and that's like that would that would be an amazing short story look this is the start of the stormtrooper rebellion they right. watched right. happen and they're like no 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 i'm not no not with they're this like guy. wait i think i think this is bad i think this is bad actually I is this your bad. supreme leader dot gif <laughs> oh my god if finn does that um so that happened and then ray said thank you next and ran away with his mom um <laughs> So what's next for Kylo? Will he still be sad all the time? Will he yes, try yes. timing Ray? He is going to be extremely angry and unbalanced, I think. He's going to be so mad, which is why I really can't see him be redeemed. Yeah. I think The Last Jedi was definitely the movie, like, it kind of, the point of it was to border between, like, will Rey go to the dark side? Will Kylo go to the good side? Right. Kind of thing. And then at the end, it, like, extremely, very solidly pushed them to their side. So Kylo yeah. is absolutely a villain now, and Rey is absolutely a hero. Yes. Um, and I don't think you come back from that with Kylo very easily. Like, even if he sacrifices himself to take out the entire First Order, like, he's still the worst. Like, he didn't redeem himself, he just saved everyone and did something kind of good. Like, right. No matter what, I think he's going to take on the full role of the villain in this movie, and that's just going to be his role. Like, I think he's going to fully be, like, angry, unbalanced, extremely dark side, like, not taking any back talk from anyone. And that'll probably be what, like, pushes Hux against him. Um, yeah, because, like, even when you watch the original trilogy, you can tell 
where Vader hesitates. And like in Empire Strikes Back, you can tell that like he will forsake Palpatine for Luke. And so him turning at the end makes sense because he does have a stake in it that's more important to him. Like Luke is more important to him. And like, you know that going in, but in here, like, you know that he doesn't care about Leia. He doesn't care about Rey. He killed Han. Like, he has no connection anymore that is, like, an emotional anchor for him to want to be redeemed or to want to do something good in their favor. He doesn't care. And, like, Leia knows it's also over, right? Because Luke was pushing. Luke knew that there was some good in him. But Leia felt him about to shoot up the ship, and she closed her eyes knowing that it was going to happen. Like, it's... Sorry, but, like, Kylo's bad. (laughs) He cannot. (laughs) Yeah. Not great. I agree with everything that's been said so far. I also think he's probably going to be... And we can all argue about this definition for the rest of eternity, what redeemed means. But I think that there's going to be some redemption for Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like at some point that like at the end, like when he dies or whatever happens, like I feel like some... they're going to have kind of some kind of like soft-ish I hate it. redemption for him. Because... And it won't necessarily be that like everybody forgives him or anything, just more that like he does realize he was a complete another dipshit and at least tries to amend that in some way. As long as race still gets to like lightsaber him in the like boop him in the face with her lightsaber then <laughs> like i'm fine <laughs> boop yeah. and i hope she says it I hope she says of course boop. she does uh i hope he dies yeah i really hope he dies i just he's gotta i the one thing i like absolutely do not want to happen is some ambiguous ending for him right I, like they just let him go and he flies off into the galaxy i don't something. think they could do that with kylo of all characters i am bracing myself for it to be quite honest uh, it, would, it would feel like such sequel bait it yeah and also I, it's just not fair and also how do you say <laughs> this guy villain over then i don't know they keep pushing that I think, I, I think he's too big of a villain to just let him off and have an ambiguous ending. It would be like letting Vader have an ambiguous ending. Well, right? I think yeah, an ambiguous ending with the it. understanding that there's going to be more Kylo stories down the line, which again kind of gets into this is, question like, of what is coming after 9, we don't know. That, that completely okay. undercuts this trilogy, though, if they do that. Yeah. That's true. But, like, you know, I don't, so think, I don't think they'll sacrifice yeah. the sake of this trilogy having a good ending for the sake of having future stories. Yeah, but look at how episode they, 3 they, no, ended. They screw this up. They screw this up. Like, they have screwed up their future saga films. Yeah. So they have to make this, like, actually, like, an ending that people really like, or else they're gonna be, they're gonna be stuck with, like, a lot more backlash. Like, a lot more backlash than episode eight had, I think. So they're gonna make this, like, a proper ending, I feel, um, because they kind of have to. But also, like, yeah, like, Kylo Ren's too big. They've got a bunch of time that they can use, like, they can tell other stories with him. They can have other characters who, like, love him and look up to him, just like Vader had. Um, but I don't think they can use Kylo Ren after this movie. Unless, yeah. like, they kick him into an alternate universe or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. oh, I guess I, I just think about how Star Wars is poetry and it rhymes. And, like, I know that the the context of the prequels is different because we knew the ending. But, like, I could see them pulling an episode three sort of scenario where, you know. No. I'm nah, so I can't see them doing that. that. You don't think so? 
I yeah, mean, they I better. The only reason that works is because that's a prequel. Like, it would not work in a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I guess I, just, I can't get the idea out of my brain that the, the sequels are actually prequels to more sequels. Um, but I agree that, yeah, if we're treating it just as, like, a closed story, then, then he absolutely needs to have a concrete ending. Yeah. I think the entire time they've been talking about these movies, they have been talking about them as, like, a standalone trilogy. Like, yeah. I mean, they are obviously linked to the previous films, but they are also, like, a standalone trilogy. Um, I think if they were going to be prequel films to, like, more saga films, they would have stated that to begin with to get people excited for, like, the whole series of them. Yeah, right. that's true. It, it, and also to make them prequels, the, like, they would have had to have an established um, yeah. sequel I'm just so jaded from discourse, I'm constantly bracing myself for the worst-case scenarios. Yeah, well, like, coming that's... from a perspective of, like, working in a storytelling industry, like, if you're going to make this a prequel, you have to have the established story to come afterwards mm-hmm. to have that established ending. And the way they've been doing it is that, like, you know, Ryan made his own story for episode eight and he talked with JJ so JJ could add some stuff in to like add to that. And JJ made his own story for The Force Awakens. It seems like he's doing his own ending for this. Um, I think also knowing JJ, he's not going to make it like some ambiguous ending. He loves his like kill the villain in a big finale thing kind of thing. He loves that. Um, yeah, totally. Like, I think if they were going to make it some film like that, they would have picked a different director as well. So I I guess another reason why then I think that there's going to be some sort of quote unquote happy ending for Kylo is is because if this is truly the end of the Skywalker saga and he's the last Skywalker it seems like that I think they would face a lot of backlash if if the last Skywalker turned out to be a villain who di- who died a bad guy. Well, that's tough. <laughs> Sucks, Sucks to man. suck. <laughs> Again, I agree with all of you. I'm just I'm thinking about the optics yeah, of it, and, I mean, and like people I, talking about how Star Wars is about hope, and how like that is not a hopeful ending for Leia. And it's all I mean, oh, Leia's going to be dead. Well, well, we'll talk about Leia well, in a bit, but she's not uh, going to be alive by the end of this movie. Like, no, I, I don't know because it just it's so unfair. It's so unfair, and for. For Kylo, who has done such terrible things, for him to feel any kind of peace about his actions or, like, what he does at the end of it, it's just, it's not fucking fair. And, like, I I understand that that's a reality of a lot of things, but mm-hmm. this is space fantasy, and I just want to see it work out for the good guys, because that's who deserves it. Right. Honestly, if I wrote this myself i would probably have him realize the shit he did um like actually like come to terms with properly make like some kind of amends like take down the first order from the inside himself but not have it in a way that the heroes know he did it so like he himself has done this thing but he doesn't do it like for but he's still is seen anyone. as a villain yeah so he's still yeah. seen as a villain like this is like i mean one of the podcasts i love has a character that does this kind of thing and it's so tragically good and I want that kind of thing for Kylo. Like, because he doesn't have peace because he's still seen as a total villain from, like, by, like, everyone. But he, he does manage to, like, make, at least, like, realize he did wrong and make amends to that in some way. Because I feel like that is also an important message that, like, even if you are a whole person, you can be like, shit, I've done really bad things and I need to, like, fix that. But it doesn't mean that everyone else has to accept me for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the one way I would quotation mark 
be okay with him being like redeemed because he's not being redeemed. Like people don't look at him and are like, Oh, well, thank goodness. Like Ben turned it around in the end. Like no one knows. People are still like, no, Kylo Ren's the fucking worst. And like, that's how it should be. He's still the worst. Even when you do something good, you're, if you're a bad person, you're still a bad person. The same way that if good people do something bad, that doesn't mean that they're a bad person, but Kylo Ren has proven himself to be a bad friggin person yeah i have i have my own very personal reasons for why i don't want him to be redeemed um and i have a hard time like stepping out of that and trying to like see through the lens of people that want him to be redeemed or think that he's a good person and i just like it's it's it blows my mind sometimes that this is such a divisive point in fandom because i just don't see it it always is because like when you're um like young like a teenager or something um, and you're in, like, the midst of, like, a mental health issue or something like that, you can feel like the worst person in the world. You feel like everything you've done is bad, that you're a monster, that you're terrible and awful, that nobody will ever love you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, I say this from experience because I was one of those teenagers. Um, <laughs> and so characters like Kylo Ren um, or, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a Final Fantasy character that I liked because of this, but I've forgotten Final Fantasy. Like, you know, just, like, <laughs> I'm not going to make Kingdom Hearts reference. I'm not. But, like, those kinds of characters who are, like... <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Um, like they're awful and everything, but they've also been like led down this path for some reason that wasn't entirely under the control. Like at this point, his decisions are his own and all of that. Um, but I think he's also got aspects of like having been like manipulated from a young age by like Snoke potentially and stuff like that. Um, I feel like people who are in those kinds of headspaces and who identify with Kylo Ren as a character, they want to see a redemption in a way to like feel like they could be better themselves. Um, like, I know that's how I felt when I was younger. Uh, but I feel like, again, like, that redemption needs to be more smaller and more personal for him in a way of, like, he needs to take responsibility for what he did. But he doesn't necessarily get redeemed by the whole galaxy or even the people near him because he did all these awful things. And I don't believe that people are purely bad forever. I believe that somebody can come back from that. Um, but whatever they've done to hurt people, they can't come back from that necessarily, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But again, I mean, that goes back to the time jump, right? Like a year yeah. isn't enough time for him to be like, oh shit, I learned my lesson. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, in short, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about Finn. I love Finn. Um, <laughs> Finn might have a new girlfriend. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> not, but not the best <laughs> way that happened. Uh, but the most important thing here is that we saw the length to which he was willing to go in the fight against the First Order. When he first escaped, he was a man with a singular mission of saving himself from all the destruction, but it now appears as if he's invested in more than himself. What's next for Finn? Is he all in, or will he relapse into thinking he just needs to save himself? He's all no, in. No, he's, he's all, all in. in. Yeah. At this point, he has to be. We, we addressed honestly, that question in the last movie. And honestly, I was a little disappointed at his like almost full relapse in the last Jedi. Mm, um, yeah. I didn't think it was the right move, but I also have a nine point presentation about the failure <laughs> of uh, the, the non force user storylines. So and you can see that live at celebration. Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Finn's a hero. Finn is a big damn hero. And he really needs that recognition in this movie. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, we've talked about it a lot, but like the idea of him like leading this uprising would be perfect. 
Um, yeah. I feel that. like for him. him, The Force Awakens was learning to care about something other than himself, which mm-hmm. was Rey. And then The Last Jedi was him learning to care about like a community more than just one other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this movie will be, I feel like, him protecting what he now cares about, which is all of that. And also being a big damn hero. Yeah, he does. He that's who he is, and he was that from the very beginning, but it kept getting overshadowed by other things, or because he just wasn't used to it, and, and it's like, hard to use the saber. <laughs> he's fair to be scared at times because, yeah. like, the first order is scary as hell, but he always comes back from it, and I feel like. But I mean, that's point, like that. Yeah, that is what courage is. It's being so scared but doing it anyway, and like that is what Finn consistently does. Like he is terrified like even in last jedi he is terrified for ray but he's gonna go out and do whatever he can even if it means dying and sneaking aboard this first order ship and like all of these things that could like get him in very serious situations um but like he does it anyway and yeah him almost killing himself trying to take out that death star cannon i think yeah is all we need to know about him being all in at this point yeah. And, yeah, and then him grabbing the lightsaber, even though he doesn't know how to use it, and trying to fight Kylo Ren, like, that's who he is. And I think, you know, that <laughs> moment wasn't about him. It really was about Rey. But, man, when he lights that up is chef's It's kiss. so good. It's chef's so kiss. good. I think in this, in Nine, we'll be seeing him really embody that statement from Rose about... Uh, protect- saving what you love. Yeah, saving what you love. I think yeah. that, I think that will kind of be his thesis in episode nine. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. now that he knows what it means. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, maybe emotional. Yeah, because I mean, as a stormtrooper, even as a uh, a stormtrooper who left, like you don't actually know what it means to love somebody, and you don't. You can only think of that as sacrifice right because that's what you do for the first order like that's what you do for your brothers and sisters in combat like you said yeah you're a, you can fodder yeah like you jump in front of the laser bolt for them but this is a different way a new way to love something and he's never had that idea of creation of protection before mm. uh remember when we got that behind the scenes footage of finn in a pilot uniform yeah we did <laughs> i got like we have to really see that happen any i need that I'm they so have excited a year. For the new outfit they have a year it was so rude that there was that footage that didn't actually come to be but yeah. i want him to fly something and yeah please <laughs> okay so if you look yeah. at this like archetype kind of hero roles he's definitely like the leader role yeah. Like the the kind of heart of the group. Well, not heart of group. I'd say that's probably more. There'll probably be more Rose. But like he is like the person who holds the group together and like in this he, next he's movie. He's the pump up guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. He like he's, leads he's them in motivational like, stretches before they go out on their mission. He's like yeah, the tank basically for them. Like he takes all <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. emotional damage for them and protects them and loves them a lot. Yep. Yeah, I really want him to spend. This is so hard. I want them to spend quality time with Ray, but also Poe, but also Rose. Ugh, I just want them all to be together for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know, going back to the time jump, like, if there was a larger time jump, we could somewhere down the line get, like, stories of this friend group, like, hanging out in the Resistance. I mean, That's kind of we will I still get like... lots of stories between eight and nine. Don't like yeah. look yeah. at how much no, they've the, milked the no between crap. episodes That's four and five. Yeah. <laughs> We're on like I think the reason Marvel I comic like number smaller... seventy at this point. <laughs> between those two movies, yeah. like his whole life is accounted for. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, I think that's why I like a smaller time jump is because it doesn't give them time to grow into different roles and kind of have to move away from each other. Mm. Yeah. Um, which kind of happens with like you know Leia being a general and all so that stuff. Like we'll, they all kind of have like, to go on their way. We'll get to like watch them become like a unit, which will be cool. yeah. That's what I want to see, which I think is why I like the idea of a shorter time jump is that they're all stuck on one ship together. They have to spend time together. Yeah. Um, our favorite pilot. Let's talk about Poe. Um, he flirted with insubordination yeah, he a did. bit in the last. Yeah, he does. Poe's yeah. a flirt. The <laughs> boy, and quite frankly, nearly got himself killed. <laughs> he, of course, saw the error of his ways and came around to Holdo's plan, and even bought into the spark that will light the fire propaganda bit. Yeah. Snap <laughs> yeah. your slogan, please. Kind of cringy. Yeah. Uh, what's next for Poe? Will he be a hard-headed leader? We'll no. continue to defy authority. Well, what if we come back to nine and he's just like this, he's become like this supermodel poster boy for the resistance and it's all gone to his head. And he's just yeah. like a Zoolander type where he's on posters oh, everywhere, like God. shirtless Danny. with glistening pecs. And it's like all the posters say the spark that will light the fire, join the resistance. Danny, I'm going to need you to sit down right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going. I want posters. it. <laughs> I don't. I... I honestly think I do want that. I honestly think that Poe learned an extremely hard lesson and he is now going to learn everything he can from everyone he can about being a leader, about strategy, about like what it really takes to get the job done. And like he's going to be an amazing leader now yeah i think he's definitely gonna step into that role like he learned a really really hard lesson but it's one that he needs to learn as like a hot hero right like i think he's definitely gonna step into kind of a similar like wedge kind of role Mm -hmm. where he's like actually really smart and reasonable and like listens to other people and even though he is a hero he's like a damn hero and a really good pilot like he's learned to um be (laughs) more even keeled about it all and also think beyond just the immediate moment yep and beyond himself right yeah yeah. yeah, for real. I do hope we see him being uh, as the in a leadership role in the resistance, but like a different kind of leader than we've seen before. Yeah, he'll be a leader that leads in the cockpit. <laughs> yeah, he will. <laughs> <laughs> I tried and I couldn't hold it back. Um, no, I really I really like that idea that he's going to be like more of a of a wedge type leader where he just he's like in this year span, he has proven himself to like everyone left. And so now they, they trust him. Like, yeah, go whatever kind of weird-ass plan you're going to do. Go nuts. Because I know you care about casualties now. I know you care about, you know, resources. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about being stealthy. Um, all of these priorities he did not have before. Yeah. I, I kind of I mentioned this with Finn, but, like, Finn is really the connective tissue with the main cast right now. Like, Finn has yeah. a relationship with Ray and with Rose and with Poe, but Ray, Rose, and Poe, none of them really, as far as we've seen on the screen, have much relationship with each other. And I really want, like, I really want to see them form a, a trio, or I guess a, a quadro, a quad? A quad. That's a quadrio. <laughs> a, 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 a quadrio, kind of like we have at the end of the OT, where, like, we really see that the four of them are a tight-knit group versus just, like, Finn being friends with the other three. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I think they will. I think in those with how many you have left, you have to. I want to yeah. see Ray and Rose 
freak out about like mechanics so much. Yeah. I want yeah. them to like be really cute about it because they're both so enthusiastic about it. I love I, it. I also like the idea of some of the very early post eight stories being about like, you know how a lot of like the one friend invites all their friends from different parts of, you know, their social groups and they all hang out. And it's kind of awkward because like, you're all just there because you know the same guy. Danny, you're talking about the forever festival. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yikes. Um, I want to, we talked a bit before about he- there being like a big space battle. I want to see Poe. Yes. Oh yeah, that. we gotta see X-wing shenanigans. Yeah. Yes, like he didn't really. He did that great snap turn at the beginning of eight, but like yeah. that was it. But, yeah. but we need one more time in which he says, "I'm one hell of a pilot." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he should say it this time. He should say it. <laughs> and Finn should be in there with him. <sighs> Yes, please. Okay. okay. All right, let's talk about Rose. Rose, 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 Rose. Rose, Rose. <laughs> yes, Rose, poor Rose. That's great. Okay, uh, but uh, <clears throat> why is she called Rose? Are there such things as roses in space? Yes. I don't know if there's such a thing as Luke's in space. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a name. The, the Luke is the most common flower on Salu TV. <laughs> Are there such things as Luke in space? <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Like, stop, stop putting your, like, Earth expectations on this, Daniel. <laughs> your Earth expectations. Oh, this is so good. My Earth expectations. All right, Rose. She is the delightful mechanic who met a celebrity and for some reason ended up kissing him. Uh, I mean, shoot your I shot, mean, Rose. Who, I mean, who among lie, us? I would like, kiss him. I would straight up, if I was in that position, I would have kissed him too. I would have kissed him harder than that, but yeah. you're probably about to die. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she does seem poised for a larger role in the resistance beyond fixing ships in her mechanic role. Um, or in the case of Finn Ray breaking ships. Or, if you're me, just adding another person to your ship that you already have. Yeah. That works, too. Because I love Ray and Rose as a ship, and I love Finn and Ray as a ship, and I love they're, it all. They're both, they're both also, it's a quad. Oh, poor Poe. Uh, no, I don't care about Poe. <laughs> I'm sorry, Poe, but you can leave. Listen. You know I ship him with someone else. It's too late. I know. I know. I know. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do you still ship Kaipo? I mean, it, all like, these years later? It's ben. tragic Ben Poe. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's it's not fair. Kylo or Poe. Okay, it's a different. But Kai Poe sounds so much better. I honestly didn't even know that was a ship. People it's ship a ship. That. Yeah. Oh, I it's like it has the sun. Saffron a really a good, good fix. Sun, bad sun dynamic. Wait, what? But, S-O-N. Like, yeah. Because of their, like, Poe is Leia's, like, new good sun. Oh, uh, mm. yeah. yeah. No, I, I, like, kind of helped push the Ben Poe ship into existence. Um, I don't care about Kylo and Poe, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ben and Poe, like, that's my jam. That's my weird that little tragedy. rare pair. It's that good tragedy. I love it. And, like, watching The Force Awakens with the idea that Ben and Poe used to be in love with each other, but Poe doesn't know that Ben turned into Kylo Ren and he thinks Kylo Ren killed Ben, makes that movie so much more tragic. It's tragic. <laughs> Anyway, this has been a great conversation about Rose. It's also like an extremely elaborate canon. I mean, not really. It makes sense if if Poe was flying for the New Republic and Leia's son was there. Like, 
Yeah. I love it. Okay. Bros, though. Bros. Yeah. Bros. Rose before bros. Bro. <laughs> right. I love that we said bros before bros, and then we were like, yeah. <laughs> Kylo and... <laughs> Kylo and Ben and Poe. Rose is legit one of my favorite Star Wars characters now. She's just delightful. She's got... Look, I have Bang's representation now, finally. Rose is the most relatable character. For someone who has trouble talking words, Rose is so relatable. Everything she does is just like... She is just the normal person. She is all of us being a hero, and I love her so much. So what's next for Rose? Does she continue to teach Finn what it means to be unselfish? Do we get to see her be a super kick-ass lady pilot? I think everyone is going to be fighting over Rose. Like, every, <laughs> like Finn is, Finn is Same. going to be telling the story of everything that happened on their adventure. And when Rose wakes up, everyone's just going to be like, oh my god, it's the Rose. Oh. And- Oh my god, imagine her in that role of having to deal with being seen as a hero now. She would be the Because she is, like, Finn is going to retell the story, but, like, she was really the one who did all these things, and she gave up her sister's, her her necklace that matched her sister's, and all of these things, and she got the kids to believe her, and the, not thresholds, that's not what they're called. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, what if, what if Star Wars is poetry and it rhymes, and episode nine wakes up with her being, having been in a coma for a year, and she wakes up in a leaking bag? Stop it, I hate it. And, (laughs) like, you know, Finn's going to talk up, you know, how great she is at, like, figuring out this tech stuff and how brave she was and all of these things. And so everyone's going to be like, I want you to be on my team now. Like, Poe's going to be like, hey, you want to come train as a pilot? You're good at fixing the ships. Like, that's great. I can teach you how to fly. And Ray's going to be like, no, we're going on an adventure right now. <laughs> She's coming Finn's with me, like, actually. She was my friend first. <laughs> like, Everyone is just going to want to, like, Rose on their team. And Rose is going to be like, don't worry, guys. We can do it all. Uh, I really want, um, like, I feel like Rose is, she was the one that kind of proved that the Resistance still has, like, the Rebellion still has people who care about it and who want to see a better world. Like, she was that person to be, like, throughout the entirety of The Last Jedi when it's, like, the world is without hope. She was the character bringing the hope all the time. And I want her to continue to be that, like, like flare of hope in this situation um, she's the poster person for the rebellion for the she resistance. is she yeah. is like the the ideal of the resistance and i love her so much and i really yeah. want to see her in a really cool outfit yes yeah, something i want to cosplay that's all i'm asking for jj abrams give me one outfit that i would actually want to wear <laughs> yes yeah all i want don't make it a blazer like just give me something give me something in a nice like loose fitting dress or even a tight dress make it a fucking dress because we don't really have any other characters to compare her to because with poe we can be like oh other pilots like i was like witch and like with finn we've got like you know heaps of hero character heaps of hero dudes at least to refer to but rose really we only have like leia and padme um as reference and she's not a politician. She's going to take on an entire, like, we also have Jedi, obviously, like, Ray. But, like, she's going to take in an entirely new role in Star Wars. And I'm really excited to see what that's going to be. Yeah. God, I love her so much. I want to cry. She's great. I want to see her flying something. No, yeah. she's, 
She's ground troops, though. She's 100% yeah. ground troops. No. She's Lieutenant Paige's commando. <laughs> I like, like, what I want her because oh, Paige. So many pilots. But Paige has a Paige Chico. Oh, she names oh him God. Lieutenant Paige's commandos as a, a, a memoriam. <laughs> oh, my God, I love this. <laughs> oh. Yes, 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 yes. But yes. I also, I don't want Rose to become a pilot because, like, we have it. We have so many pilots, and yeah. I like the idea of having a hero, like a really cool hero who is a mechanic who works in like the dirty parts of everything, yeah, and like can fix things. Like she's a fixer. Don't make her a pilot. We already have pilots. That's what I'm we saying. She's brown troops. I'm yes. fine. I'm you're right. You're right. We can. Mika's always Finn. right. Finn learns how to fly. That's great. Check. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Next. Yeah. Thank you, Next. But, like, Rose, yeah, Rose is the one who's, like, knee-deep in it, on the ground. As problems come up, she's the one that everyone trusts to, like, figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yes. Lieutenant Page is I love that. I love all of this. So, in conclusion, we're pretty apathetic about Rose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about Hux. Hux better turn. Hux better turn. I was more comedy with Hux like in The Last Jedi. Like, so much. I loved that. I People hate the holding for General I Hugs, but love I love it. it. I'm so mad that Hux is like a pathetic loser that you can laugh at, like, so much. I'm like, he's a white supremacist. We should laugh at him. Right. Yeah. And also, he's <laughs> only there because his dad was, like, in the higher... Like, it's totally nepotism. It's He yeah. did not get there out of competence. Yeah. Right. Like, and- sure, how... Like, Starkiller Base may have been his project, but, like, that also is why we should all laugh at him, because, like, he's the worst. That was stupid. <laughs> right. Every time you build a super weapon, what has happened? A big, round <laughs> super weapon. Wow. Yeah. So With creative. <laughs> um, so, by the end of The Last Jedi, Hux has retreated with Milson into a depression cave. Because he really wanted to be Supreme Leader, but his boyfriend got to be instead. So, what's next for him? Does he continue to be a laughingstock both in and out of the First Order? Does he switch sides? I want him to stab Kylo in the ribs. Yeah, boop him in the ribs. Yeah, like, who really... Who deserves to kill Kylo, Kylo, though? Everyone does. Everyone gets a little piece. (laughs) Just go down a line. (laughs) (laughs) Who gets the last piece of Kylo? Like, yeah. <laughs> Han's force ghost. <laughs> Yaddle's force ghost. Han comes back and Finn's like, that's not how the force works. <laughs> oh, my just, oh my god. Han just <laughs> winks at him. <laughs> it is now, kid. <laughs> it is when you're a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it is now big deal. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that. Oh, uh, this movie needs to be seven hours long. <laughs> also written by us somehow. <laughs> hey, Lucasfilm, we're available. Just FYI. Force Ghost Han calling Finn big deal is just... Uh... It's so good. <laughs> but he means it this time. It's so good. Um, so yeah, Hux. Hey, I, I can't... I feel... Like, obviously, the Resistance still think that he's nothing, right? That he's a joke. I really hope that, you know, some of the officers who are like, Kylo Ren is too much, start kind of looking toward him to be like, are you going to do something about all of this here? (laughs) This 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 mess? mess? Gestures vaguely around. Yeah, to to Kylo. (laughs) 
to another bank of broken computers. <laughs> like, 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 who's footing oh, the bill, Huck? Like, oh, we're still doing this shit. <laughs> right. Supreme leaders throw tantrums now. Like, and like, I hope he switched sides, but like, not because obviously because he thinks he's doing wrong, but just because he just wants to get rid of Kylo Ren. <laughs> I feel like if anyone's going to get, like, the ambiguous hero treatment, like, not ambiguous, there's an ambiguous ending yeah. villain treatment, it's going to be Hux. Because Hux could probably stick around and, like, yeah. still do stuff. Yeah. Um, Hux is very low stakes. <laughs> yeah, he really is. But I want, like, I just, what I want from him is just more good humor of him just being useless. Yeah. I want that. Any, anyone else have any Hux thoughts? I hope Milton shows up this time. Yeah. Yeah. I, love donald gleason so i just want more time with his face his I, face is great i kind of hope the whole movie is just like him trying and failing to kill kylo ren <laughs> more and more like like, like he, almost ho- like home alone style yeah, where he like sets up all like, these actually, ridiculous just, elaborate booby traps and kylo ren just like not through competence but just like happens to miss every single one of them and they swing back and hit Hux in the face uh and then and then in the end he does kill him but it's an accident right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had like changed his mind but then accidentally killed him and there's like a scene where he, he he's like getting dressed in the morning he's looking at himself in the mirror and he's like you are the supreme leader you are the supreme <laughs> leader <laughs> I could actually see them doing a thing of like him looking at his reflection and saying something like that I would love that <laughs> Or like watching watching a videotape of him when he made his speech before the Hosnian Prime thing, and just like softly crying about how his glory days are now in the past. <laughs> but the videotape is the animated version from Resistance. <laughs> I looked so much better back then. Yikes. Um. Let's talk about one more character tonight. There are obviously lots more characters to discuss. I think we're going to do a part two. Yeah, part two. All right. Um, so I know you're all t- thinking about, like, Luke, Leia. We'll get to those. Last character to talk about tonight, Lando. And the only thing I have to say about Lando is, why is he here? <laughs> <laughs> why not? He's Lando. I think he got, I think he got Leia's call. Yeah. Yeah. I think but so, too. he was just too heckin' far away. I'm really, really, really afraid they're going to do, like, a retconny kind of thing and still make... Uh, Finn, his son. It would feel very gross. Oh no, I, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Like I, I don't see it happening, but I harbor this fear. Yeah, you're so scared. That's fair. That's how I feel about a lot of Star Wars. That's yeah. like that's like the one thing I like absolutely do not want to happen. So my theory is that he wasn't in the script until, or he wasn't in the plan until Carrie Fisher passed. Because yeah. Carrie Fisher, we know, yeah. is supposed to have, like, a really big role in this movie. And I think that they're using him to kind of fill that, that void of, like, well, we killed Han and Luke, and we don't have Carrie to work with. We, we need someone from the old era to yeah. kind of still kind of hold on to that last thread of the connectivity to the original trilogy. Yeah. So, so I don't know if he's there to serve the story so much as he is to serve the, like, connective tissue. I feel like he's a good kind of character for this because he also was, like, you know, kind of between kind of ambiguous like morality wise and then really came around and became a good guy mm-hmm. um so i feel like he's a good kind of role model for some of these characters well, mostly finn mm-hmm. i guess who wasn't ever like ambiguous but did uh flirt with running away a couple times um yeah. and like 
I also just love Lando. Like he's here for I a good really time, like not a long time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I would really like to have him be on the Falcon again yes. and be like, listen, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> listen, I'm just here to take my old robot GF out and leave. Yeah. And like, here are the original blueprints of the Falcon. Rose, you seem like I can trust you. Oh my god, you know how he's been getting like super swole in the gym? Billy yeah, B. he has. I want a scene where like Poe is trying to like fly the Falcon and Lando comes up and like literally picks him up. Oh my god. And then sits down in it and is like, I got this. <laughs> Move aside, baby boy. <laughs> I want that so badly. That motiv- made, motivated me to do more shoulder presses. <laughs> Are you doing them right now? Yeah, I am. Good. Um, I also kind of feel like Lando's role is going to be very, very small. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I. Billy D is. Uh, he's, yeah. He's. He's, he's a grandpa. He's a grandpa. Yeah. I don't know how much acting he's doing these days. <laughs> he's. He's not going to put in an award-winning performance. No, I do not see there being any sort of Oscar for Lando. <laughs> but that's fine, because honestly, does right. Star Wars need award-winning performances? No, of course yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's no. delightful, and he will give a delightful performance. Right, yeah. we're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be grinning from ear to ear every moment that this guy is on the screen. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, I'm very Absolutely. excited. I think I but, cried when I heard that Lando was actually going to be in this movie because I've been mean, wanting it. For maybe so long. maybe we'll get a moment of of Adam Driver calling him Uncle Wan Wo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you see? There's a tweet this morning um, where it was uh, Daniel, um, the author. What's his name? Jose Older. Yeah, Daniel Jose Older. And like someone had like tweeted him that and he quote retweeted it and was like, ah, my legacy. (laughs) (laughs) What if it's what if it's a flashback to that scene from last shot, but instead they've just done the the dumb like aging down (laughs) CGI. So it's Adam Driver playing one year old Ben. No. (laughs) As they are now. Yeah, exactly. I'm so against it. Uncle Wadwell. <laughs> oh my god, it's like they accidentally force time again and um and Ray's like, What's that Lando? And and Kylo's like, Wait, is that Uncle Wanwell? <laughs> and Ray said, You said what now? <laughs> Uncle Wanwell. No, I want and- the reality to be that Kylo thinks his name is actually Wanwell. <laughs> <laughs> like he he doesn't understand that it's Lando. Yeah. Oh <laughs> he still <laughs> thinks like he thinks it's actually Wanwo, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Lando," and he's like, "Who? I only know Wanwo." Wait, wait, one fucking minute. <laughs> Your name's what? <laughs> I'm glad I killed Han Solo. <laughs> he lied to me. <laughs> he lied to me for years. The camera pans over to Chewie, who's just like giggling to himself. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna shoot you again." That was fun. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so yeah, we have lots more to talk about. So we're going to do a part two of this next week. Um, so for now, I guess let's go to listener questions. Yeah. Um, last week we asked, who's your favorite two second character in all of Star Wars and why and or what is your headcanon about them? Um, we obviously answered this during the episode last week because that was literally <laughs> the entirety of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's get right into your so fun to see so many responses though yeah we got a lot Uh, Brian said my favorite two second character is IG-88 
because in Legends, one of the four versions of him becomes the second <laughs> Death Star, which is insane, even those Tales of books. Okay. I'm sorry. I've just realized what my episode topic is going to be when I come around to be Rock Leader. Oh my god. How 88 became, had a four versions of him, and how one of them became the second Death Star. Wow. The second Death Star is a droid? Droid rights, don't destroy it. I know, I think they should destroy that droid. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm actually anti IG eighty eight. I mean in terms of droid rights. Not in terms of characters. No droid cool. rights for IG eighty eight. Yeah. He's a he's a dick. Or the second death star or the second death star. <laughs> or the second death star, yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear. I feel like I feel like this is like that baby Hitler situation. <laughs> <laughs> Kill IG88. <laughs> Seth, that's a bad droid. We gotta get rid of it. We gotta get rid of it. <laughs> oh, I but imagine it. little baby IG88. It looks the same. It's a robot, <laughs> but smaller. It has, no, it has got statement <laughs> crying. It has got to go. That droid has got to go. <laughs> the sad thing about IG88 being a bad dude is that his design is really cool. Yeah. Um, Tom the fanboy said, "Forget all the characters in my email answer. Done. If I have to." <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Your wish is my command, Tom. <laughs> Tom. Then in this tweet, not the email because I forgot it, said, "I have a new <laughs> waifu, and her name is Valid." Waifu. It's pronounced waifu. I don't know what any of these things are. <laughs> It's a weeb thing, hey. So yeah, Valak was a character in this week's episode of Resistance who was the same species as Aura Singh. And I think it's the first time we've seen another Aura Singh in canon. And she, oh, was, she was awesome. Is, is that... There's four versions of her, and one of them is the first day star. <laughs> I almost dropped the weight on my head. <laughs> Aura Singh is the Death Star. This is dangerous. Oh, boy. The, the fourth version of Aura Singh. <laughs> Is the third Death Star. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to be thinking about that one for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Mika said, My favorite two-second character is the dirty and depressed Stormtrooper next to Jim before she's freed in Rogue One. Oh. Also, I think he's getting... <laughs> I think he's getting punched with a shovel the next second. So he's like, I knew I should have stayed in bed today. Yeah. The the weird thing about that dirty and depressed stormtrooper is that the sixth version of that stormtrooper became the 13th Starkiller base. <laughs> Which went back in time and destroyed IG-88. Causing right. a paradox. It's a mess. Timeline's a mess. Why don't people lead us right Star Wars, honestly? <laughs> Greg said, perhaps not strictly two second, but I really enjoyed Peekba from Last Shot. I'm going to say that Peekba absolutely does not count because she is like a, like a pretty big character in Last Shot, but I will let it count for this purpose. Sorry, Greg, Peekba you're disqualified. <laughs> He's just trying to suck up to Meg to get a glistening body. That's Who what doesn't? This is. Nope, don't say that. Um... <laughs> 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 I'm not even the Well, way to go, Greg. You made it weird. <laughs> Yep. Should I, should I finish reading Greg's or are we no. moving on? <laughs> no, I'm going to read the rest of Greg's response. Greg said he managed to convey a lot about a character that, if I recall correctly, speaks zero intelligible lines in the whole book. Yeah. That's true. Pico was cool. 
Odie said, favorite not many second beings. There are so many names this week that I don't know how to pronounce. Oh my god, those, you can do it. Those, I believe those, in you. Those Storini, Storini. Yeah. Those Storini glass prowlers. So you keep going, even if you yeah. think you're wrong. <laughs> Another favorite, Tatango Nor. Tatango! Always in the shadow of that glory hound. Whoa! Whoa, Odie! <laughs> Odie, you're on my shit list now. Wait, you need to finish the sentence so our listeners can understand why <laughs> Odie is on Meg's shit list. Tatango Nor, always in the shadow of that glory hound Dorset Conair. That's rough, buddy. Fighting words. That sentence means nothing to me. Like it's all gone from my brain. That sentence literally means nothing to me. You know Meg likes Dorset Conair. Do I? Yes, you do. Holy do. Come on. Uh, Face Face Lauren's droid vape, because his name is now funny in a way it wasn't when the book was new. That's very true. (laughs) And he spends most of his time in the books dispensing beer. See, now Odie's on my good list. Odie, you're on multiple lists. Congratulations. (laughs) Ominous. An actual two-second character, the female mechanic who drags Cubber into the dance floor during Wraith Prom. God, I forgot about that. Who even is Cubber? He's oh, the wait. He's the, like, guy we can make you fun of, right? Don't ask Keith. He doesn't yeah, know. I, 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 I assumed it was a reference everybody knew. Oh, boy. <laughs> Emma said, my favorite background character is my big, fluffy mor- murder boy, Moroff. Moroff! He's on screen for maybe a second in Rogue One, so I guess he's doing better than other background characters. Wow. (laughs) Who could she be talking about? I see your subtweet, Emma. Interesting. Suara said, who? Baldo Red. We can just skip this tweet. Okay, good. Sorry, Suara. We're not not playing your game with Baldo Red. (laughs) (laughs) You said you weren't going to do it anymore, and we're not going to enable this. Yeah. This, this is an intervention, Swara. <laughs> this whole episode has been a setup. <laughs> ben Warman said, My answer is both easy and difficult. Basically, all of the bounty hunters in Empire Strikes Back, aside from Boba Fett, good choice, mm-hmm. fit the criteria, so it's hard <laughs> to pick one because I really love them all. They're such motley messes with really interesting and unique designs. I think my favorite oh. out of them is Zuckus because he's a gand. I love Zuckus just for his name. Yeah. Also, Zuckus. Zuckus is, it's, is it's a really, really fun to say. Is Zuckus? I I like Dengar just because George Lucas was literally like, well, we'll have a dude bounty hunter, but we need to make him look different. I know. We'll wrap him up in toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> That'll Let's do make it. Him a mummy. <laughs> Space mummy. Space mummy. A mummy. No, no. Don't say it. I didn't say it because it sounded bad. <laughs> it sounds so bad. Wait. What sounds bad? Don't say it again. I refuse. No, say it again. No. Please. But in your horse voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we're doing this. Spummy! <laughs> oh, I don't like it at all. Yeah, no. I did. I truly did. Yeah. Danny, <laughs> edit that out. I immediately regret asking for that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Next answer. <laughs> this one is so good. Raising fangirls. Haha, ha, two second character. <laughs> Corin. <laughs> Funny. For the record, they have like the laughs written into this answer as well. Oh, they do. 
but it's he's also funny. very funny. <laughs> Glistening Peck said, my favorite two-second character is Wedge's happiness. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Peck. Yeah, Pex was right, though. <laughs> Pex comes back just to, like, yeah. totally, Not wrong. Totally... Not wrong. <laughs> Dinner leader. I've never seen this name before. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner leader. Wait, dinner leader submits answers all the time. (laughs) First I've ever. (laughs) Dinner who? Dinner leader said, "No, this name." Lunch leader got a promotion. Pamishnero good. Is that it? Good enough. Sure. Good. I mean, it's it's like never been, so it's not wrong. She flies both a resistance transport and a ski speeder on crate, and people have proven with math and evidence that she must... Hang on a second. I have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> that she must have been one of the pilots who died, but I'm like, hmm, no, you're wrong. Part of why I like her is that she's a black woman, which is still underrepresented in Star Wars, but she's also a multi-role hard worker who does whatever the resistance needs, and I like those wedge types. Mm. She got left behind on crate, but damn it, she's not done fighting the First Order. I bet she could sneak around, knock out a trooper, and steal their armor and infiltrate Hux's fleet. How else would she get off crate if not with the First Order? That was a really long answer. It was exceptionally long. It is now breakfast leader. We went went from dinner to breakfast with that answer. It was was a good answer, though. It was very good. I I love that story. You should also, had, had have you written it, dinner leader? He Pem, has not. Pemish narrow good. Yeah. I love that some characters in Star Wars have middle names. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Luke has no. It's just like just it's just like very name. random. Maybe she has two last names. We don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. like two first names. Yeah. Or three first names. Or three last names. Or maybe it's just or all one no name. names at all. And that's just like what people Those are just call three her. Different names that people call her. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> and for the last answer, I mean, we thought this last answer was long. Here we go. X wings in history. <clears throat> Unsurprisingly, I have a bunch, and they're all pilots divided wow. by section. <laughs> Strap yourselves in, everybody. I'm strapped in. <laughs> it's funny because they're pilots. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. That's what I was going for. <laughs> Thank you for Thank you for saying it. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't have gotten it if Danny hadn't said it. So, yeah. Um, I, I get that a lot. That's why I'm always explaining people's jokes for them. Okay. It's one of my most delightful okay. personality traits. <laughs> All right, Danny. All right. <laughs> I'm the most humble person that's I know. The part, that's the part of Ninja Turtles nobody likes. <laughs> I'm the humblest person I've ever met. <laughs> um, X-Wings in History said, for the original trilogy, Grizz Fricks. Is this... I feel, I feel like... <laughs> here's the thing. I feel like people could have written things like this this week just to fuck with us. <laughs> you know what? Let's roll with it. I mean, they were probably and upset we that it was someone up. else besides me who has to, like, pronounce these things. Grizz Fricks. <laughs> The only black guy we've ever seen in an X-Wing, yes, besides that one voice performance in X-Wing Alliance. And, of course, we know nothing about him. Yeah. If there's one Twitter account who would know the voice cast of X-Wing Alliance, it is X-Wings in history. (laughs) (laughs) It's all makes perfect sense. (laughs) Uh, The prequels, Oddball. 
it's super weird that we got X-Wing novels and games for the OT era, then absolutely nothing of the sort for the PT. Ground pounders are boring, and so are oh most God. PT Jedi, and that era needs more pilot stories. I can't believe you would say this to me, of all people. <laughs> I love ground pounders. Ground pounders. That sounds like something different. <laughs> um, anthologies. Zal Dins, is that right? Yep. Heath. Literally none of us know if it's right or not. Just, just go. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. George Lucas erased a middle-aged lady pilot in Return of the Jedi because he's a coward. So I was stoked to see Zal Dins. One of the coolest things about the Rebellion is that it was never a bunch of 20-something dudes with buzz cuts. Authors forgot this. Ooh, subtweet. Sequels, Rogue One. No, R1. R1. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to reading R1 as Rogue One. R1. (laughs) During the battle battle at Starkiller, Jess says, R1's been hit. Who is R1? We don't know. I say R1 is one of L3's children (gasps) from Last Shot. Oh, more sentient droid pilot. I love that. And then a Legends non-pilot, Saryanka. Saryanka! Saryanka! It has been far too long since the last mention of Saryanka on this podcast. for real. Yeah. Who got recruited... Press ganged into switching sides in the back to war by Rogue Squadron when she showed up at his, <laughs> dick, at his dick appointment with a moth bored wife. Wow. Sarianka. <laughs> From now on, nothing should ever be called a hookup or a booty call. It's a dick appointment. <laughs> Even well, if there are no dicks involved, it's still a dick appointment. <laughs> I can't believe I just said the phrase. Showed up at his dick appointment with a moth's bored wife. <laughs> it's amazing. Rogue Padron. Showed up at his dick appointment with a moth's bored We've got another tagline. Put it on a t-shirt, everybody. Can we fit that on a badge? <laughs> Schedule your dick appointment with Rogue Padron. <laughs> oh, no! Nope. This is bad. Nope. Vetoed. I... Uh, did he end? All right, we're back to we're back to Saryanka and his dick appointment. <laughs> did he and his girlfriend live happily ever after? They had a cute backstory. <laughs> they had a cute backstory. Amazing. Oh gosh, that's such a sentence to put with dick appointment with a mom. <laughs> dick appointment. <laughs> dick appointment. Stop saying it. <laughs> Look, if you if y'all are gonna say Viz Dick all the time, I get to say Dick appointment. <laughs> I've always said is Viz is Dick. yours short for Viz dictionary Viz appointment? <laughs> <laughs> if you really want it to be dead. <laughs> oh boy, that's right. Do we have Bodies? I nominate Brian for a glistening Bodie because yeah, now we yeah. know that no, IG eighty eight became the second Death Star. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really important. Really crucial knowledge. Also, I'm just really happy that we managed to get Brian to listen to our podcast. We've been work- <laughs> oh we've been working God. on that for 95 episodes. Hi, Brian. <laughs> but also, Brian. can we independently confirm that that this is the one I read that I was like, people are just making shit up. No, it's real. <laughs> okay, it is real. Oh my God. Yeah. Star Wars is a trip. I believe you, Brian. <laughs> Star Wars is weird. Also, yeah. glistening pecs. Yes. Oh, glistening. yeah, also glistening pick. Yeah. It's a Bodhi for what is happiness. Any other Bodhis, Borgullets, 
Attack of the Clones, Anakin. I mean... <laughs> no, I'm good. This week, you get to make one plot point that you desperately want to see happen come to fruition in Episode 9. I already have what an answer for this. Pick? I already have an answer. Do you, Danny? Yeah. Should we should we answer now, then? Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to go last because I don't have one yet. Okay. okay. I think I said mine last week with the two-second last episode. That was last week. With the two-second episode. No, um, two-second characters. Yeah, two-second characters. <laughs> the episode is longer than two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, Much I to really, this may of most of our listeners. I really, really want BB90 to come back with Phasma, and they're both kind of messed up, but they're both evil, and they want revenge on Finn and BB-8. What if BB-90 has one of Phasma's arms and Phasma has BB-90's hat? No, I don't like this. BB-90's hat? <laughs> that's a, it's just his head, Danny. <laughs> that, that's her head. Okay, hat. what if Sorry. they swapped heads? It's just her head. It's not a hat. <laughs> a human oh head God. on a ball droid. <laughs> cursed image. <laughs> This is extremely cursed. I'm gonna make that cursed. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I'm gonna put that hat on. <laughs> Seth, I'm sorry, but you're first for sure. <laughs> Just top part of you know the hat. <laughs> so like, so like tall and square. <laughs> You should go because I have multiple, and I imagine you might have one of mine. I want Finn to have Poe's ring. The end. <laughs> Poe's um, ring. Poe wears Shara Bay's wedding ring. Oh, that's his... right. Yeah, I want Finn to have it. Um, I don't need to see them exchange it. I don't need any more background information on it. Um, I really just need Finn to be wearing it, and for us to see it at some point. And I think that's reasonable, Star Wars. <laughs> Sure is. <laughs> so that's that is what I want, and also not Raylo. Also not Raylo. Please do not, please do not make them romantic. Please do not make them romantic. That's that's honestly. I know the ring can be far fetched because y'all are homophobes, but please do not make Ray and Kylo Ren romantic. They they are absolutely intertwined and connected, but like. Not in that way. Not in that way. And, like, I am reading spoilers for episode nine because if I go into the the theater and see that they, for some reason, do have a romantic relationship, like, I'm not going to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, I guess mine's boring. I want the Stormtrooper Uprising via Finn. Mm, That's a good one. But um, if I was going to go for a sillier answer, it would be that um, Force Ghost Yaddle. Yes, is, is part of is part of Ray's posse. Ah, you stole mine. <laughs> um, my real one though is like I want like an epic lightsaber battle to end all lightsaber battles between Ray and Kylo. Mm-hmm. Yes, that ends in her killing him. Yep. But also, they should go back to Jakku so Zuvio 
can show us. There it is. Can our final battle be on Jakku? And he's he's just like in the background the whole time. <laughs> he's he's like in every shot this time. <laughs> just like hello. Hello, Zuvio here. <laughs> All right, listeners, let us know what plot point you desperately want to see happen in episode nine. Um, hit us up on Twitter at Rogue Podron with your answers. You can email us roguepodron at gmail.com. But please don't send us really long answers because we don't like reading those. Tom. <laughs> Tom, we love you. but that's No, he, it was just a tweet from Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do love long emails, but we don't want to read them out on the show. We didn't get any long emails. <laughs> <laughs> um, visit us at our website, roguepodron.com. And subscribe yeah. to us via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google, and now Spotify, which makes us sound super official and looks really cool. Um, so subscribe to us, rate us, and review us on iTunes. Oh my god, we actually have a review. What? And it's and not you... from someone I know? That's weird. Uh, <laughs> is it not? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> these guys? Five stars. <laughs> Bike Fit Medic. <laughs> Wait, there's another new tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue Padron. These guys? Three three question marks. I've been listening to this podcast from the beginning. They're hilarious, raunchy, and real. The that is another Rogue amazing. Padron tagline. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious, <laughs> raunchy, and real. Thank you. I am indeed real. <laughs> The interludes with romantic music in the background are one of my favorite sections of the show. Danny is always doing something outrageous. Yeah. Seth is always on point with her love of droids and making sound effects. Heath always comes through with the jokes. Meg is the one to keep all of it together. <laughs> we like Star Wars, mature yeah. humor and fun. These guys are the chosen ones. But mature wow. is the one, word you're going for there. <laughs> I mean, it's not children's humor, but it's yeah, mature as right. an MA, like rated yeah. MA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Immature, mature humor. Yeah, for mature audiences only. Yeah. We need to check your ID. That kind of humor. Yeah. All right. So next time we'll be doing part two of this huge episode nine hopes and dreams discussion. So until then, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Hash out. Hash out. Okay. Well, this is officially the most rogue pod moment in the history of rogue pod. (laughs) Saf is sweating herself into a pool. Danny is frozen. Heath is drinking vodka. And Meg is literally just Megan's working. I'm doing bicep curls. Right, I can do whatever I want. I'm not leading this episode. (laughs) Uh, Tonight, the role of Heath D. Williams will be played by Meg Humphreys. (laughs) 